there. Welcome to a very special episode of Say Something Interesting, the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities in Richland, Washington. My name is Brennan, the teaching pastor here at East Lake. With me are two of my friends, Megan and Bethany. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Oh, musical. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I didn't She's get the memo. She's energy today. This is back. great. I love it. <laughs> I don't know if I am, but you know. <laughs> she had the day off work. She's like, you know, ready to talk, ready to get all the, all the things out. This is the most, like, pointed top part of my day yeah <laughs> like, like excite like, like the climax the, yeah that's the, the word that i'm looking for <laughs> definitely the climax <laughs> words are hard guys yeah, it's, it's i great. don't know you might be disappointed yeah, yeah. <laughs> if this is the climax wow uh, you know we, we uh we, yeah we got to get you better things to do with your time but uh no we're glad that you are listening yeah. and found us however you are listening to this thing we're so pumped you're here and uh it's uh, how was you guys weekend it was good. It was yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. You just went thrift shopping. That's exciting. Thrift you told shopping. Us about that. Yep. Went and was disappointed. When was the last time you went into a thrift shop, Ooh. Megan? Um, maybe Christmas. Okay. On occasion. Looking for an ugly sweater. On occasion, I will like go into Goodwill around Christmas time and see what's there. Just, mm. just something about the holidays. Makes I don't you know. Think, just like I need a musty sweater, or I like am crafting or something mm. and need like an yes. old frame or need like a something. I craft a lot more around Christmas. So. Yeah. No, I I love going to any thrift antique stores, and I just go through. I have a little like map sometimes when I have days like off. an actual map. What's your first, in my head? Oh, okay. What's your first <laughs> section? What do you go to first? Probably the uptown, like the uptown. No, no, no. Antiques. Sorry, in a thrift store. In a thrift store. Yeah, in oh, a thrift store. <laughs> With um, all the things. I generally go to like the kitchen, house items, furniture. Look through all of those because you never know what good things you might find. the The Goodwill in Richland has like boxed Target items, like furniture items, yeah. often. Interesting. And so I found like tables, you know, kitchen bar things mm-hmm. yeah all, all the things so fascinating board games that's where i start oh, okay. i know that's super weird but like how I've, can you how can you trust that all the pieces are there you, you really can't but <laughs> you have to like open and do some research on it okay. but it is it is one of the things where i've found like there can be like some old classic board games that are like really expensive if you were like wanted to go mm-hmm. try and buy them and you can get them for like two bucks which is great and mm-hmm. you know then they sit then you have them in your closet for a few years and then your wife inevitably just takes them to the same exact goodwill and it starts mm-hmm. the recycle it's just, process. Yeah. Circle of life. I also enjoy looking at the books because they often have very interesting like. That's cook number books. two for me. Yeah. yeah. Um I don't I love looking for old cookbooks in thrift stores. Yeah. It's hilarious. Records are also great. Okay. You never know what you're gonna find. Yeah. Usually like really bad old stuff. But yeah. <laughs> but good polka <laughs> albums. If you dude, Richland Richland Goodwill is known. Their polka selection is Mm. <laughs> legendary so good i agree with that uh, brent if you ever find the game aggravation oh yeah for sure yeah please let you me want know. that i get 100 okay. or pass the pigs okay those are Ooh, two, i like, used to play pass the pigs so there was a game uh that we used to find it at uh, thrift stores uh called hotels it was made for one year 1987 hmm. by milton bradley and it's actually a very fun addictive board game and uh, it goes for about $100, 50 to 100 depending on condition, uh, on eBay. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, you'd find them just show up randomly. And they're always like two bucks. And you're like, here's a cheap way to turn two bucks into 50. 
And uh, it, it was great. And so I had at one point probably two or three hotels board games. Mm-hmm. How uh, complete were they? Uh, I, well, that's why I had two or three to make <laughs> to make full sets of them. I think I had two complete games and then one uh, partial uh-huh. game. And then my best friend Ryan proceeded to ask me to borrow one of them at one point. And I said, of course, go for it. And he let, he put it on the top of his car and drove <gasps> off. No. And, uh, <laughs> and came back with half the board game oh, and, no. and, some of, and some of it damaged. So then I was down to one and a half games. <laughs> and uh, so I, I believe the full game is still in my parents' basement. Um, because when they, when, how, how, do you guys still have storage at your parents' oh, house? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I still have a closet <laughs> downstairs that's fully my stuff. Yep, 250% um, for me. Yeah. Literally, my parents were here this weekend, and she continues to bring up the fact that yeah. bonus room storage, my old <laughs> totally. bedroom closet, yeah. American Girl dolls, Beanie Babies. Yeah, so my American Girl dolls are still there. I have Barbies that were mine, but okay. So the Barbies, I don't claim anymore really because I told my mom she could give them away and she, she chose to keep them. Oh, so those are her responsibility now, (laughs) (laughs) but I still have like probably two or three, like pretty big Tupperwares of stuff that is mine. That is in there. Like they have a, uh, insulated nice shed in their backyard. That's in the shed. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, keepsake boxes, baseball <laughs> cards. Um, God, I'm trying to think of what else. Probably some Star Wars stuff. I don't even know what's down there anymore. I haven't been, every once in a while, you get nostalgic, uh-huh. especially at Christmas time, like uh-huh. you said. You go down there, and you're like, oh, this is all my stuff. Maybe I should take some of this home. And my, my parents are like, yeah, maybe you should. <laughs> I'm like, nah, it feels good nah. down here. It's great. I don't have any room in my house, so you continue to store it for me. Yeah, I have all like 54 Nancy Drew books. Oh, yeah. so those are a classic, but nice. they're just collecting dust. I, don't I, used, have- I used to collect Hardy Boy books thinking someday I'll get the whole collection. That'll be worth some money. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not. And I don't even know where I have them anymore. <laughs> they're probably in my parents' basement somewhere. Probably. <laughs> so last night we had a chance to have, uh, so this weekend we hosted Seth and his family in, in town. Uh, it was fun to kind of take them all over town to all the places that they missed. We went to Atomic Ale, got some red potato soup. Uh, they went to Spud Nuts. His wife did a little uh, CPR class for us, first aid. Megan, you took the class. I sure you and did. I are both certified. It's true. And they, uh, she goes, I'll, I'll make sure to plug that those dates in. She had to go, like go in and yep. be like, they approved. You know, I saw Megan. You know, you know, pump the chest of the doll. It, it was uh-huh. fine. Um, she's like, I'll get those done on Tuesday. And I said, take as long as you need because my two, two, two years doesn't start until you click that button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel, I feel great about selling people. I'm fully qualified. Yeah. So <laughs> if you want to wait for a week or two, if I don't, 12, I don't care really. Um, th- that clock starts running. So anyways, got to, a chance to kind of do all that. And then um, we had uh, him uh, on the back patio last night with a little campfire. And, and he, you didn't say this, but Seth spoke on Sunday. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that in a <laughs> yeah. second. We'll get there. Uh, but uh, it was fun to kind of catch up with him. And we invited some of the staff over. And Megan said, that's past my bedtime. Sure did. And He said, we're starting at 9. Well, yeah. On a school night. <laughs> the kids have to go to bed. You know, we're not doing anything with I know, because it's a school night. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like some very healthy boundaries. <laughs> and I was that's like, good. I was like, yeah, I can't start something at nine. <laughs> that's fair. But Bethany came out. I did. Well, she did, didn't work today. <laughs> I, well, that's part of it. Yeah. It was great. Time that just right. Andrew and Lauren and Eric and, mm. uh, and Seth. And it was great. We had mm-hmm. great conversations. And I realized through the course of talking, I started to tell a few stories uh, about 
I don't know, just things in life. You're just sitting around a campfire, just looking for things to talk about. Right. Uh, and, uh, so I started talking and Eric goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to the podcast. I already know that story. <laughs> Like I found, I found no. him doing it twice, and he was like, he was like, I listened to the podcast because that's the only way I feel like I'm actually having conversations with you guys. Yeah, yeah, Spokane. Yeah. So I realized I, I'm like my dad. My like my dad is notorious. I don't know if he's listening. Probably not. But notorious for bringing up the same story, and I'll, and I'll be mm-hmm. like, yeah, I've heard this one before. But go ahead, you know, continue, do whatever you want. And uh, I think that's coming with age. And now I'm realizing, God, am I doing that? Or is that just like, do I have to be careful about? <laughs> to be fair, like. I don't know if he listened to the podcast. You have I don't a, want to assume yeah, that he does. You have like a fairly limited audience in your life at the moment. Like we all do, right? Right. Everyone's heard all of our stories Oh, already. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, you don't know if he's listening to the podcast. That, and that's, I, I don't want to assume that he has. And yeah. I don't want to lead every conversation with, I'm, I'm guessing you already heard this on the podcast. Stop, stop me if you didn't. <laughs> Which is very presumptive, and I'm not going to do that. So now I have to figure out which ones I've talked about and then come up with more creative yeah. stuff. That's the other thing is, like, I don't always remember what I talked about plus, on the podcast. Plus, as we've covered before, I have four kids and do not lead that interesting of a life. Yeah. So when you, lead, when you are part of a podcast with something interesting in the title, there's... Very little ground from which to draw from. So, or is there just a lot of ground? I guess I don't think so, though. I think it's the other way. (laughs) Um, But Uh, uh, yeah, we also got a chance to. uh, They wanted to go out. One of their dreams was to hit up a winery and go sit out on on a on a winery patio because. You know, there's wine bars, but they have wine bars in Colorado. So they're mm-hmm. like, I took them to one or we looked at one close to here. And they're like, yeah, I mean, we want to go like, I want to go where a hundred yards away. That's where they're picking the grapes. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the weather wasn't great this weekend. So that kind of sucked. Yeah, it did. Definitely. Um, And, uh, and, and what we noticed were so many wineries. It was like Friday night. Was it Friday night or Thursday night? The first night. I think it was Friday night. Friday night. And they were all closing at like six or seven. Yeah. And we're like. Guys, we, I mean, they flew in and unpacked mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And so it was really hard for us to find a, a spot to be able to go to. So uh, we ended up finding one. And they wanted to go to a, a place that they hadn't gone to before, too. Okay. So that kind of was a factor of it. And we didn't want to drive all the way to Prosser. Mm-hmm. So we went to Goose Ridge. You've been out to Goose yep. Ridge yet? Mm-hmm. I have not. It was really cool. Yeah, I did. I've seen it from the freeway a bunch. Uh-huh. Uh, did you do like a tasting out there? What did you do? No, we, my friend... Um, got married a couple years ago and they, there's like a old trolley wine bus thing yeah. that they hired for her bachelorette. And so we went to a, a couple different, um, wineries and Goose Ridge was one of them. It was, it was really cool. It would be really, really cool with great weather. Cause they have like a potty mm-hmm. outdoor area yeah. in the back. Um, so if you go. And they say indoor or outdoor, say outdoor yep. back patio. Cause that yeah. place. That's is, where we sat. We, cause awesome. it was nice. It was like. End of May, I think, when we went, or mid-May, um, and we sat on the back patio. Apparently, so. it's Andrew's parents' favorite place to go. Oh. So, yeah. I haven't been. There you go. Yeah. And you drive, you like drive through the vineyard mm-hmm. to go this year, like in that mindset already, which yeah. is kind of cool, and the wine was pretty good. It was all right. <laughs> um, and, but then they, they, they. Hot take. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Goose Ridge, if you're listening, I don't know. Um, I'm not really like your target, probably, so, you know. Um but then they had this this list, right? Here's the, here's what you can order, and then they also have the off list 
you know, hey, if you want to do one of these, these aren't really on the list, but these are typically only available to our members, but Ooh. we're making an exception for right now, blah, blah, blah. And who knows if that's true, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Salespeople. Again, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, if you really liked it, you could become a part of our our club and then you get to, you know, see and we exclusive blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, am I, do I ever see myself becoming a wine club person? Mm-hmm. And and I didn't. I'm trying to. I'm not like aggressively wrestling with that because the cost of involved at this stage. But at some point in the future, would you? Is that appealing to you to be like? Actually, it kind of is. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I could see myself becoming a wine club because member. here's here's what they they have is like we only made a hundred bottles of these, mm-hmm. so like everybody else doesn't get this, but like you get this. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. It could be really good or really bad. Could be. Can be expensive, um, right? Inexpensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but the quality of wine, like if they only made a hundred, well, is there a reason for that? Like, is it? Well, sometimes it's because like the grapes were unique for some reason. So yeah. they only had a certain, like a limited number of grapes. Or these ones take four years to develop. Yep. And, the, mm-hmm. you know, these are one. And so that, or like we had a weird freeze that made oh. this f- special thing happen. And so it only is the this wine this year. Yeah. That's all we're going to have with it, right? Yeah. What I think what would be fun about that, the appeal to me would be to perhaps develop the palate to be able to determine the difference between, oh, that's a Chardonnay. Oh, that's oh, a Merlot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, because that's, right now I'm like- You can't tell the difference between a Chardonnay and a Merlot. No, I look at it and be like, that's red. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like, white. You pretty- And that is the extent. That's and that's rosé, which is like- Oh man! Did they, did they mix the two? And there's no. like a little bit you more. You want to know how they make rosé? I know how they make okay. rosé, but do you actually? Because they don't mix them. No, I know it's okay. the it's the rind. It's, it's like the how long they the, leave the skin in. Yes, when they're and, and the red is it. because the skin is fully yeah. in, and the white is because they don't. But um, I yeah no you can I mean like if you poured like we had Lemberger is that one of them? Sure, Lem- I don't know all the wines. I don't know. Anyways, and I'm like I'm it's clearly good. more into wine than you I are. I can but- tell what it's. <laughs> I can tell it's good. I know it's good, or it's not good. But I can't be like, oh man, there's the, oh that's clearly a noir. I don't know whatever yeah. they are. I don't know that I could like taste it and be like, oh this is this kind of grape. Yeah, but I can I can like I've gotten to the point where I can kind of start to tell like different like fruity notes or different like things that happen to it over so. under age before Megan becomes a wine club member somewhere because <laughs> assuming there's a couple of assumptions <laughs> you're still living in the tri-cities because I get it you yeah. moved to Ohio probably not gonna be a wine club member anyway yeah. right um and not that's if you're from Ohio what you, what are you doing <laughs> listen to this one, one and then, uh, well they could be my family because my dad's oh, from Ohio <laughs> Nothing Thank against Ohioans. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Assuming you're still living here. So let's let's factor that in. Because yeah. you're living in Wine Disneyland, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, you are, you really for sure. Are. Which you, is probably you why... you realize it or not realize it. Which is probably why I think I could potentially be part of a wine exactly. club at some point. Yeah. So like when Seth and Krista come back after five years of being in Denver, the one thing that they go is they go, you guys don't realize how much access you have yes. to really good wine mm-hmm. for very, very cheap. Yeah. yeah. He goes, our like our Colorado. We have wineries in Colorado, and they make really crappy wine, and they sell it for forty dollars a bottle, and it's not good. <laughs> so they're walking through Costco. I love walking through Costco with him because he's always like, "Oh my gosh, this is sixty dollars where I live. Oh my gosh, this is forty dollars where I live." I'm like, "It's eight ninety nine. Yeah. You want me to get you a couple? I mean, I don't yeah. you know what do you?" <laughs> and so, anyways, assuming that you still live here, and then that's part of the scene. You got your friends. I think I'd say forty five. Over over under forty five years old. Yeah, that okay. gives me like 10-ish years. Okay. 
All right. I think 35. Yeah. That's yeah. only that's only like a year away. Yeah. <laughs> for you? Yeah, I'm going to be 34. I'm behind. I, I I should have been a member already for 3 years being like I know what Merlot and the difference is, but I, I don't. Yeah. Like do you think 35 for yourself? Yes, that's How old the, are you? I am going to be 29 in June. Okay. So I have 6 years, but yeah. I I mean I like one thing I love about Eastern Washington is like we have better wines than California and Europe. And it's so true. Um, knowing that going to Walla Walla, although don't tell Californians and Europeans, they get mad. They they really do, <laughs> but um, but I know this secret, and yeah. I'm willing to indulge. Uh, and you know, my only issue is I really try hard to not drink alone, and so I think maybe that's too. That's much why they wine. call it a club, Megan. <laughs> yeah, but you it's get the wine and take it home. So <laughs> details, details. <laughs> maybe I need like a roommate first. Or yes, something. I don't know. <laughs> See, my uh, friends gave me a, a shot glass once that says, you're never drinking alone if the cat's in the room. Oh, I have two cats. <laughs> oh, it's a trio. <laughs> Just give a little bit of splash in their milk. That'll be fun. They'll sleep like babies. They actually do have cat wine. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm, that oh, has catnip know. in it. you got to save that for your something interesting. That's, <laughs> that's impressive. I want to hear more about cat wine. Uh, okay, let's talk about the talk because uh, over here, you know, we got to transition a little bit. But uh, my buddy Seth continued the pilgrimage series, talked about when you are here and what does it mean to be here and, and destinations. And y- if you're going to go somewhere, you probably need to know where you're at before you start that because that's a kind of a key piece. Um, what I really liked and enjoyed was, and, and I mentioned at the end of the, the talk too, but if you didn't stick around for that or, you know, watch it online and as soon as he gets done talking, I, I understand you just kind of, Xing out of the program and, and moving on with life is that evolution of the disciples of going from people who are in a state of awareness that somebody comes up and says, do you want to leave? And they're like, yeah, let's do it to, which obviously there's probably low hope, low hanging fruit. Anything that appeals to me at this point is great. And then all of a sudden to that spot where they're, they're, they're like, Hey, do you want us to call down fire on this thing? Which is all, I, he didn't go into it, but like, if I'm if I was listening to him talk and I wasn't really familiar with scripture or Christianity or whatever, and I'm just kind of kicking tires, um, why and I wish he would have done it, why don't you address what are they talking about? Like what do they what powers do they think that they have to be able to do this? Right. <laughs> um that's like I don't know, me saying something about, do you want me to fire this guy? And be like, you don't have the power to do yeah. that. What are you, what are you talking about, man? Um, I, I think that there's like an element of all of a sudden, not only are they like putting this big distinction between us and them, but they're also assuming some sort of authority that they absolutely don't have to be able to do that. That's what I wish probably Jesus would have said in that moment is just laugh at them and be like, yeah, no, go for it. Let's do it. Let's see you do it. <laughs> Right. And then be like, oh, no, we didn't like actually mean yeah. that. We just, you know, we we we, we didn't want to do it. We, but, not us. But like, you should do we it. We together. That's what we meant to say. It was us together because you can clearly have do all the things, all the things. Yeah. And we can't. Um, so just that that yeah. hyper. You know what? Now I wish Jesus had said that, too. I know. <laughs> for sure. Right. Um, like, yeah, go for it, fellas. All right. Let's, let's see. Let's see it happens. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, like as a kid, remember as a kid, like running away from home, I totally remember multiple times when we lived in Auburn being like, I'm out of here, I'm running away. And eventually, you know, your mom's like, you know, when you're small, whatever. And then as, at one point she goes, fine, go here. There's the door. Like here's, do you want to, I'll pack you a I lunch. never threatened to like, run away. <laughs> I'm going outside. You get outside and you're like, I don't know where I'm going here. <laughs> 
sit here for a while and go back. You know, Unfortunately, if I did that with Clive, I really do think he would just wander. Yeah. And he'd be like, great, this is fantastic. I actually found out that my cousin got kicked out of his parents' house. He's almost 18 in December. And uh, they sent him across the street to his his grandfather's house. And his grandfather talks so much that he was just miserable. Please, can I come home? Yeah, he was begging. He was like, Mom, please. And so he comes back home. He sneaks in. His dad lets him in because he's like, oh, did your mom say it was okay? She, yeah, yeah, she did. He made his bed, had his like his uh, suitcase on the bed. And his mom's like, what are you doing here? I swear I'll never smoke again. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm building up a case for against your cousin here. Just kidding. Um, good. You had something that you want to talk about with uh, in relation to his talk as well. Um, I just I think my thoughts were mostly on he talked about being here, being in the present. Um, and that's like, that's a personal struggle of mine. Um, I'm very like, what's going to happen in the future? Like worrier, like dreamer, like what's that going to look like? What's the future going to be hoping for that and like striving for that and living in the future a lot. Um, so like one thing I've done is try and be more present and try and be excited about what's happening, even if it's not very exciting and finding, finding joy and finding, um, peace and finding things that are good now, um, regardless of whether this is exactly what I want my here to be. Um, so those are kind of my, do you think that that's been accentuated in the past 18 months Mm. pandemic wise, or is it like, have you been able to work on that in a, in a more healthier way? Well, I think that I went through that through most of my twenties. That was like a big issue for me in my twenties. Um, and, but, specifically like my mid twenties. Um, and so I'd been working on that for a while. Um, I think the pandemic like definitely forced me to work on it more and be okay with what was happening now more. Um, because you know, everything changed and everything was different and nothing was the way I wanted it to be. And there was Uh, really no sense of what was next. Yeah. You know, it just was like this never, like when is this open-ended question really Mm -hmm. with the pandemic? Yeah. So I don't, you know, I think that that's been a process. I asked it because he mentioned, uh, uh, on Sunday, at least in second service, I don't remember if it was in first or not, but, um, about prior to this, him and I joking about how many people were like, I just want to rest. I just want to have, (laughs) I just want life to slow down a little bit. Right. And now it's slowed down. And do did you really focus, you know, is it healthy or is it just like, is it the other direction that you want to go? And was it worth working on in that way? Um, And so, yeah, I just was wondering if it, because I, here's what I've seen too. I'm hearing more stories of people now. Oh, just, and people not maybe that I know, but just watching people who have moved to go chase a dream move because they thought I, if I'm going to succeed in this line of work that I want to succeed in and take my business to the next level, I need to live in this place. Mm -hmm. And then as a result of the pandemic and realizing the value of friendships and, or family or something going, you know what, we're moving back home. Right. And, um, so for them, it's been a, uh, a, this is the the move that I need to make. And and I've realized kind of the, I really have kind of taken an inventory of my life and mm-hmm. this doesn't, I don't think I need that anymore. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I think, you know, I think one of my, everyone has pandemic hardships. No one, this was not easy for anyone. Um, it looks different for everyone, but I think for me, 
Like it's been like one of my hard things is I actually really like being busy and like having lots of people in my life, um, particularly because I'm so extroverted and I am single and live alone. And so like for me, it was just I mean, honestly, it was just hard um, to be alone so much. Um, But like, you know, I I know I can do that. Um, I don't enjoy it. Don't like it. Uh, but I can do that. And so, um, and finding the little pieces of like peace and understanding and joy that come through that. Um, so, you know, I have my cats. <laughs> well, you, you had asked by a campfire. You were just too tired for us last night. No, but see, just that's kidding. different. <laughs> <laughs> that's a perfect segue yeah. because yeah. I, well, I have uh, really been noticing in, and I have really tried to fought, like fight to be present in this time with work and like work stressful and all that jazz. And a lot of my friends have just not allowed me to have that space. I have had to be really intentional to set up more boundaries with them of like, no, I can't just like drop everything and come over right now. Like I have to focus on what's in front of me. And they're so not used to that, that they feel like I'm just no longer in their lives anymore. And so it's been a really it's been a challenge for me because I am like, no, I, I think I've in this sense of stress, I've ended up learning to have some healthy, healthy pillars in my life to like, I actually have to stay home and get laundry done. I actually have to, you know, those things that the pandemic has really forced me to face so that I could dress like the stress, yeah, you know, because with the pandemic and then work stress, it gets just has amplified so much um, that I think that is that has helped quite a bit. Yeah. And I did that like I did grad school for two years before the pandemic. See, this is the other thing. I did grad school and worked full time for two years before the pandemic. So like three full time jobs. And so I've like I've been socially isolated for three years Yeah, is really what ended up happening. <laughs> and so it isn't like that's also like, it's a compounding of right when I was like, Oh, I'm going to get to like hang out with my friends again. The world was like, Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. so I, I was, I was promised I wasn't like on my phone while you were talking to distract myself. <laughs> I was looking at something cause you reminded me of something that Lo, uh, Lauren retweeted today. Somebody that she follows or something, but, um, who posted, uh, if people around you don't understand what your boundaries are until you blow up at them for crossing your boundaries, you may need to work on communicating your boundaries, right? Yep. Like it might be, it might be partly your fault. And I yeah. think that this season has been a, uh, in coming out of this, a chance to kind of be like, okay, I know more about myself and what I need for me. And, uh, so I'm going to set up some personal boundaries. And as we slowly emerge, we're going to get people testing those boundaries. Yep. And then we have this then we like blow up at him. <laughs> is that me? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm socially awkward or, or it's been, it's such a social weird situation that I haven't been in 18 months or have I not communicated my boundaries perhaps and, uh, am not living up to that. Which, so, well, yeah. Which oh, Seth was saying that exact thing. Like you have to <clears throat> ask where, you know, what, you know, who you are, where you are, what you need to do and then act upon it. Right. Yeah. And so with that boundary thing, if that's something that is really what is, being implemented in your life, like in our lives with this pandemic, like that could be that next move that he was talking about. Yep. And that action comes out of a, uh, an awareness of rest, yep. right? And that he's always been that for me. He's always been a reminder of um, 
that, because I, I lean towards what do we need to do? Like, what's the problem? What, how do we fix it? What do we got to do? And I'm action, action, action oriented. And even like in my talks, he would always be like, yeah, but you got to speak to like before Paul goes into the actions of what the Ephesian church should do, he reminds them of their identity in Christ, right? Three chapters on the identity in Christ, three chapters on the exhortation of how to live that out. And don't jump to chapter four without giving through chapter three, or or you'll end up in a workspace sort of, yeah. am I doing this good enough? Or I'm tired, or I'm broken, or the burden of following in the way of Jesus feels very wearisome. And it does feel, when Jesus says, my burden is light and, and not heavy, you know, you're like, I think you're just lying because it feels really <laughs> heavy. It's really hard to do all of this. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, you're operating, you're acting before you're really resting in, in, the, yeah. in who you are. And every time we see Jesus start to do something big, he rests first. Yeah. He finds, like, he finds his connection to his father. He finds yeah. rest. Like, yeah. and then he goes and does something. 40 days in the desert before he goes, Gethsemane yep. before crucifixion. Yep. And the first, <clears throat> the first day... <clears throat> COVID coughs. That's great. You're good. <laughs> I'm just spreading COVID. It's fine. <laughs> Fred anyway, and I are vaccinated. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. we're good. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, but the first like day, full day of humans' existence was the Sabbath. So God created humanity and then said, okay, the first day before you do anything, yeah. let's rest. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is powerful. Yeah. yeah. And I think Americans struggle with that. Oh, 100%. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. American dream. <laughs> gotta do it. Gotta work. Gotta work. Gotta work. Yeah. But absolutely. you can't work unless you've rested. It's absolutely true. It's good. Good. I thought he was great. Uh, this is probably, and Kyla and I mentioned this too, and I told him as well, so I'm not saying anything he doesn't already know. I thought it was his, the best he spoke at East, like the most East-like that he's done. And you, you've heard him speak before. I've heard him here. speak before, yeah. I don't think you have before, Bethany, but... um. The further distance he is, he has been away from traditional church that he kind of grew up in and yeah, went to school uh-huh. for and became. Yep. Um, he's speaking more authentically. And I've always told him that. I'm always like, you talk so well around this campfire. Like, I love chatting with you and talking with you. Like, do that just up there. Yep. And then, it's, but I have to like, you know, he feels like I got to change it and I got to, I got to be, I got to put pastor hat on. Yeah. to go uh-huh. teach. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's what's always been, what's rewarded gets repeated. And so that's what's been rewarded. And, uh, and so it's always been like, you're really good. I love your content, but you, it's like a different Seth sometimes, but this was like really in line. He he felt natural. Yeah. 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 And he's quirky and I Mm -hmm. love him and he's great. And he's probably listening to this. So I have to say all those things. I'm just kidding. (laughs) There was a bribe, wasn't there? (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, That's good. Awesome. Yep. All right. Let's jump into our something interesting. Um, you did mention fully vaccinated. I did get the second shot the other day on Wednesday uh-huh. and Thursday. I felt I woke up. I'm like, feel great. Invincible. Kylie's like, I, I feel awful. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, sucks for you. I feel great. <laughs> and then uh, about five o'clock hit on Thursday night and it felt like I got ran over by a dump truck. Oh, man. Oh, no. It was awful. And so interesting. it was like, and then I, I like all night long, not great. Friday morning, not great. And then about by noon the next day, I was like, all right, I feel. Weird. I didn't feel bad at all. Like, like, like achy. Like, like I got the flu and everywhere but my head. My head felt fine, not no fever, no headache or anything like that. But just like fetal position, watching Deadliest Catch. <laughs> that was my <laughs> Thursday night. All right, uh, uh, cool. let's see, Megan, you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Um. So mine is a Google Doodle. 
Do you guys know the Google Doodles? Yes. Do you click on Google Doodles? Are you a Google yep. Doodle clicker? Oh, like in the corner, you click on the image and it takes you to the thing. Yeah, so like when the Google's like logo has fun things, you click on it and then it takes you to information a about story, the thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. I love clicking on them. It's one of my favorite pastimes. Um, so today it was a picture of like a needle going into a cell. And I was like, oh, interesting. So, you know, I clicked on it. I like science. So it is Anne McLaren's birthday today. And she is a British scientist who was a leading figure in the developmental biology. And her work helped lead to in vitro fertilization. So she was one of the leading scientists who helped the discovery and use of in vitro fertilization. So she is a dame, which means she has some royal honors. And uh, she passed away in 2007. So that's what I have for you. I thought maybe, so Walter Isaacson, you know, the biographer Walter Isaacson, he did the Steve Jobs one. Okay. And he did a bunch of other ones. He's a really fantastic Mm -hmm. historian kind of writer. Um, he just has a, a new book out called The Code Breaker. I just saw it at Costco. And it has to do with gene editing, but it looks like it's on. I thought it was her. That's why I brought it up. It's not her. Somebody else. <laughs> oh. Jennifer Dudna. Uh, okay. Anyways, gene editing. Ignore that. Andrew will take that out. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, he won't. <laughs> That's our commercial this week is the book by Walter Isaacson. <laughs> the Code Breaker. Have you heard of it, Megan? This is off the cuff. This uh, is for a list price of only $35. $35? Not at Costco. Oh. Costco gets you a deal. Oh, I just got a Simon Schuster free book. I, I, sorry. I don't have. I actually forgot to write one today. Can you That's believe okay. that crap? I know. Maybe it. maybe we need to be. I, the bit might need to be over. We'll see. But <laughs> long, long live. Long live fake commercials. All right. <laughs> Bethany, your turn. Go ahead. Well, uh, today is National Pretzel Day. April I feel 26th. like I need to go get mm. a pretzel. Yeah, I want. I was, I'm going to go to the mall because thrift <laughs> shopping was go not to the mall. That's a great song today. Sorry, um, but <laughs> since thrift... how I met your mother reference. <laughs> oh no, 100. <laughs> was it Robin Sparkles? Yes. yes. Um, but yes. Yeah, so I mean, Annie's. You know, I think they have like half off or free pretzels. But, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, but that was going to be mine. But then you talked about cat wine. Yeah. And off of the internet, completely trustworthy, glorious information. <laughs> Cabernet Merlot. Is it Catbernet? Catbernet. It's got to be. Meow. Meow. <laughs> it's got to be. If they didn't do it, they're missing it. <laughs> Apparently, a Denver based company uh, created wine that cats can drink, made with fresh beetroot juice, organic catnip, and natural preservatives. Is it fermented? Um, nope, it's non-alcoholic. It's non-alcoholic. Oh. That's ridiculous. But they will be meowed out. Because of the catnip. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's great. I uh, dig it. Uh, all right, mine has to do with the European Super League drama. Have you heard of any of this? I've heard of it, but I, on it, like, straight up did not understand what does this mean? What was going okay. <laughs> so, there's major drama. Major yeah, drama. major drama. In the biggest sports league in the world. Um, which is the European soccer. I know it doesn't feel like that, but they have the most fans, the oh, most yeah. money, oh, all, yeah. the, all the kind of yeah. stuff, right? So um, basically, European soccer is broken down into several different leagues. So you've got 
the Premier League in the UK, you've got La Liga in Spain, and you've got Serie A in Italy. Those are like the big three. Does Germany have one? Germany has the Bundesliga. Sorry, that's okay. probably the second biggest. And then the other, yes. So all of those have kind of like their own stars, their own leagues, their own stuff, whatever. Uh, and the problem has been that many of the top Premier Leagues keep paying more and more to these stars and players but what happens is the same league can't afford to pay all the stars, and so the stars separate. And so you've got like Lionel Messi, who plays for FC Barcelona in the Spanish league. Uh, you've got uh, Cristiano Ronaldo playing for Juventus in Italy, the Italy league, and then um, a bunch of like young uh, up and coming stars mm-hmm. in the Bundesliga. And so the stars don't find end up playing each other all that often. Yeah. So it, imagine like Tom Brady like never playing against I don't know some of the JJ Watt. Yeah, or Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Like when yeah. those two guys play. Everybody's like, we got to watch. It's yeah. Thursday night. I don't care what I'm doing. I'm rescheduling my plans. But they don't really ever play against each other except in what's called the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So every year, the top three or four, depending on the league, of teams of their respective leagues play in what's called the Champions League. But if you don't make the cut on the Champions League, then you don't get to be involved in that. And so, unfortunately, what's happened is some of the lesser forms of the leagues, uh, of the teams, get in, which is great if you're like, I don't know, Everton or Newcastle or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, but all of the big names play for these big teams mm-hmm. and they have the big contracts. And so um, uh, basically they're saying, since we have, since we're the ones driving all of the marketing and all the money, we want guaranteed spots with guaranteed teams uh, to be able to go and make this thing. So uh-huh. we'll leave a couple of spots for you lowly peons to be mm-hmm. able to earn to get into our league. But even if we're not good enough to make the top Is it four, a whole brand new league that would be whole separate? Brand new league. Okay. It would be as if the Seattle Seahawks said, hey, the Super Bowl is great, but we're going to do the tremendous bowl. Oh, man. And we're going to do it over here. That's essentially yeah. the breakdown. And by the way, there's going to be a playoff system and we're guaranteed a spot because we're one of the top yep. six legendary programs. And so you all can earn a spot, but we're guaranteed. And it was like no the specific clubs, right? That yes. decided to do this? Yeah. Uh, yes. Six of the top, Got uh, it. like the big power six, they call mm-hmm. them in the Premier League, but then also like the top two in a bunch of the other leagues. Yeah. Uh, and it was major drama because all the other teams were like, screw you, dude. Yeah. Like, like how and dare And like you? fans revolted. Oh, it was. And comment, like 100% of the commentators revolted against bonkers. it. It was the, it was the worst playoff. So they, on Sunday night, uh, they, they drafted this letter and made it public and known like here, we're going to form this super league and say goodbye to the champions league. And immediate, immediate fallout like yeah. across the board. Nobody liked it. No, they did it all behind closed scenes. So it was like this, you're talking about one of the most money-making things and a huge decision made in the hands of just 12 dudes that sat mm-hmm. in a room and, and made this thing without any input from fans, without any, it was like a complete blindside. Yeah. Uh, and then they have to deal with the, sh- the fallout of 24 hours later, one by one, these teams going, um, it's not worth it for us. We're going to back off. We're going to back yeah, off. Yeah, because we're going to lose our entire fan base. Yeah. So- it's 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 it was wild and i'm trying to i'm I'm trying to explain it because it is kind of news and i know it's different for other you know like you're not probably into european soccer so it doesn't make any sense but it, just imagine the nfl and the nfl hasn't had a major shakeup like that like we've added teams now we're at 32 we used to be at 28 before that you know all that kind of stuff but it's never been like all right these 10 teams are leaving the nfl to go over here and and they did it in a secret room in a secret room yeah and we're taking our ball and we're gonna go play over here yeah, yeah. that's essentially how it went and they have Oh, oh my, my goodness. Right. Oh my. Just kidding. Wow. Okay. Some- <laughs> I think I'm okay. I don't know what's happening. Anyway. You should yeah. bring some water with you next yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. I tried to do that, but it just didn't work out. So, um, but it's like, 
they have a worldwide audience too. It's like the NFL doesn't have that no. much reach because football is the like global sport. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild. It's, it is, we, we don't understand the magnitude of the gravity of the, of how big that league is and how much money is tied into it. And then the decision, it's just, I thought it was interesting of when somebody, when people can get in a room and convince themselves, this is really good. And people are going to really like this without really thinking through what oh, anybody else takes. Well, and like, I think everybody, the little pieces I heard, everybody was like, this is a money grab, it's plain a and simple. Grab. Yep. And you're trying to frame it as some sort of competitive something. And all it's about is making sure all of the money is in your pockets. Yeah. And to be fair, like there's some things about the champion league that aren't great. And so it does need reform, but it's a matter of um, like reforming it and then like completely blowing it up and then starting all over. And I know that's, that's how kind of society has worked forever. I mean, the American revolution was, I mean, I'm sure some people go when they first said, Hey, we're going to break off from England. Um, I'm sure there were a group of people going that, I mean, there's, that's, Oh, there were a yeah, group of people I, that were like, that's stupid. Douche. Why like, are we, why doing, are we that? doing that? Right. <laughs> we're not doing that. And in, in our, in that scenario for us, I mean, we look back at it now and be like, well, we've watched Hamilton. We know that was a great idea. Right. <laughs> but then but they, they it wasn't up. so clear in that moment, yeah. but how they laid it out and how they played it out and how they drafted a constitution, how they, you know, worked with this and tried to make it work. They really, I mean, genuinely tried to make it work yeah. multiple times. And, and they got the input from everybody else versus other people just doing it behind closed doors, secret telling, telling basically the people, this is good for us. Like we know what needs to be done instead of incorporating people into the process, taking the authority to say, we, we know, we think we know. And of course we're the ones that benefit the most from it. So mm -hmm. um, just a good like lesson in business management of you probably want to get the input of a lot of the people who are involved in making that product yeah. uh, to be able to kind of shift the major decisions in that. So a learning experience. <laughs> and, very, and by the way, it's now uh, nixed. It's not. Yeah, it's they're not, not going to do it anyway. Yeah, oh. way, too, way too many people pulled out that they had to say, OK, well, we're not going to do it, but we are going to continue to push for reform. For yeah, the which is league, so. fine. Great. Right. Decisions made in isolations, everyone. My guess would be <laughs> that there will be a documentary and or book made about the whole process behind the scenes because of just the magnitude of how much money was in there and influence pretty soon. And I can't wait to watch that 30 for 30. So <laughs> it's gonna be great. Awesome. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of say something interesting. Thanks for sticking it out through soccer info. I know that that <laughs> kind of puts people to sleep sometimes. Um, uh, but, uh, I'm, I'm off to go get a pretzel. Um, I'm super excited. Half off. That's, <laughs> you might want to fact check that worth the drive. <laughs> If I go and have to pay full price, Bethany, I don't know. I guess I'm cash shopping yeah. you later. <laughs> uh, a couple of quick announcements uh, before we go. If you ever have any questions for our pod uh, and you want us to discuss anything related to that, we would love for you to fill out one of our Connect cards, whether you're watching the talk on replay or live stream or in person, whatever, there's a spot on there to be able to say, hey, what about this? And we'll do our best to kind of address those questions. Uh, secondly, as a gift to moms on Mother's Day, we are restarting Eastlake Youth for middle school students on January, not January, excuse me, <laughs> May 9th. May 9th is Mother's Day. Uh, and if you got junior high students, bring them and uh, we're going to have something going on for them in the Wear Love Space, which is going to be awesome. So that's exciting to finally get a chance to restart that. And then last but not least, um, if you like this kind of format and the dialogue and the uh, whatever um, and the kind of more probably in-depth discussion than what we get on Sunday mornings, hopefully, knock on wood, um, then consider being a part of Pub Theology. It's a group that we had started pre-pandemic. We had shut it down because, you know, it's hard to kind of share beer with each other when you're not supposed to be seeing each other and talking to each other. 
Um, but we're going to be restarting that at some point. I don't have a start date yet for that one, but um, yeah, we just uh, do it like a beer tasting thing and, and we listen to a podcast that's not something interesting, say something interesting and do a little dialogue about that and probably do it over at Tommy's or something like that. So nice. anyways, that'll be on the roster some at some point. I'm just planting a seed to like, you know, get you to keep checking that out. So check out the community marketplace for those two options, as well as many more uh, in connecting with others beyond this. Thanks, Bethany, for being here. Thanks, Megan, for being here. Yep. Awesome. Thanks, This weekend, we close out our series. So we'd love to have you be a part of it live in person, nine o'clock or 10 o'clock on the live stream or in person as well. And uh, I think that's it. Yep. Bye, everyone. Thanks, frog in my throat, for showing up. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Bye, guys. We're going to go get Bethany a drink. We'll be right back. See (laughs) you.